This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Saving Grace. This is Miki Gautaman. I am your host today, sort of, because I've actually got a surprise for you. Since this summer, Carmen Pate, our regular host, as you know, has been dealing with a battle with cancer, leukemia. Today, I actually have the joy of sitting next to Carmen back in the studio. Carmen, it's so good to have you back. Oh, thank you, Miki, for allowing me this opportunity. I have missed our audience. And, and you know, Miki, I know that everyone has been praying for me. And I just want to take a minute just to say thank you. I feel those prayers. I know the power of prayer. And it means so much day in and day out through this trial of of cancer, knowing that people are lifting my name up to the Lord. So thank you. Thank you for those of you who have prayed. So, Carmen, would you tell us a little bit about what it is that you've been going through here over the past few months? Yes, you know, Mikay, in uh, the end of July of this year, I was diagnosed with acute lymphomic uh, leukemia, and I had been dealing with CML, but this took on a whole new level of treatment. I have intensive, aggressive chemotherapy, uh, which requires me to be an inpatient most of the month. Uh, So I'm in the hospital a lot. And during those treatments, uh, there are a lot of side effects that, that come with that and difficulties that complications that can arise because the, the cells in your body are, are, you know, basically being destroyed. The good news, however, is that uh, I am in line for a bone marrow transplant. And the doctors are giving all hope and encouragement that that actually could cure me from the leukemia. So it makes the uh, the chemo treatments, uh, the in and out of the hospital, uh, the the side effects and what have you that you deal with between times. It's almost like worth it because you know that there is there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it could truly mean a healing. And we know the Lord uses all of those things to heal our bodies for His good purposes, if that is His plan. Carmen, you have such an amazing attitude and, and just the spirit of, of your voice as you're talking about these things, make it sound like, you know, these things happen. But it, those of us who, who know what you've been through and, and walked through just pieces of it with you, we just know, and I'm sure people who have been through this themselves or with the family member perhaps know that this is no picnic. And uh, sometimes I think about when I see stories like this, there are so many stories around us and people's lives that you could make movies about just the, the drama that can go on in, in regular life. Yes. This this is so can be such big experiences. You know, we have trials in our life, and we will continue to have them until the Lord takes us home. And as believers, uh, at least we have the hope of Jesus Christ. I don't know how people that don't know the Lord, I don't know how they make it through their trials. I, I have no clue. But I know that with the Lord, uh, He is our strength, mm. and His grace is sufficient. Uh, so I know that we can uh, hang on to the promises that He gives us. But I think most importantly for me, Mikay, is looking back on the trials that he's already brought us through. 
My husband and I have been through many trials. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, it was my husband who who was going through what we called his Job experience, severe health issues for over two years, lost his business, uh, lost a friend in, in, in the process. It was just an interesting time. But through that, we learned so much about God's faithfulness, about His provision, about His plan, even in the midst of suffering. And when you, when you go through that and you experience Him on a more intimate level, uh, He prepares you even for the next trial. So you get to a point after many trials of saying, well, you know, this is just another one. He'll bring us through it. Uh, or he may choose to take us home, and, and, and that's the, the awesome thing about being a believer is that it's a win-win. I mean, if he takes us home to be with him, uh, that's, that's an awesome thing, right? If he chooses to heal us and leave us here uh, with our families and friends, then that's beautiful too. Right. So it's a win-win. Something that felt significant to me as you started dealing with this in the more recent wave of it uh, was that we had just gone through a couple of podcast episodes with Diane Sustek, yes. where, where you and her were talking about the difficult experiences that she's had. This was an episode at 20 and 21, if anyone wants to go back and, and listen to that. But it was, it was really, you know, sh- a short time after that, that this hit. Yes. And, um, yes. and you guys had really talked about finding joy and how you find your strength in going through difficult circumstances. Did you find similarities in your own story to what you and her were talking about then? Absolutely. There was such encouragement in hearing her story, but it was so very timely. God is so good that way, Mikay. He knows what our next trial will be. And he is so good that he brings people or things, messages, songs into our life that will prepare us. Mm. And some of that preparedness is intentional. In other words, when I seek his word each day to find out what he would have me do that day, how he would encourage me for that day, it's in preparation for what is going to happen that day because only he knows. So since he knows the trials that are coming in our life, he brings circumstances that allow us to grow and be prepared. Let me give you an example Years ago, I've always mentored young women. Uh, It's been just a passion of mine and just really doing life with young women, helping them to see that God is relevant in their everyday life, encouraging them to seek the Lord and to be in His Word and to grow in His Word and grow in their intimacy and knowledge of Jesus Christ. That has been a passion for years. Well, there were two young women who I mentored over a three-year period, Mikay, that both were diagnosed with cancer, one with lung cancer, another with colon cancer. Now, these were young women that were like 30 years old, 30, 31, and they they both went on to be with the Lord. Wow. But what was incredible are the lessons that I learned from these two young women. Though I was to be their mentor, God was teaching me. He was teaching me to observe their testimony, to, to watch how they interacted with people regarding their cancer to watch how they looked for opportunities to share Jesus. And, you know, when you have a life-threatening illness, people are more open to hearing what you have to say uh, in regard to eternal things and and your mortality. So there are great opportunities presented. And I would see both of these young women just shining for the Lord. They would shine in front of their doctors, their nurses, other patients, 
uh, there was always joy when they were out in public talking about their cancer or just what God was doing in their life in spite of the cancer. So those were beautiful things for me to visibly watch, experience in these relationships with these young women. And I look back, and there's no doubt in my mind, Mikay, that God was saying, remember this, remember this, hmm. because I'm going to, you're going to, you might walk this same path. Uh, so I even have notes in my Bible, uh, what I learned from Andrea and Kate. And a time to time, I go back and I read those things that I learned and realize how good God is because he knows all things. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. I'm sure a lot of us who haven't been through something like this yet in our lives, maybe just take it for granted that you can just kind of power on, move through life without stopping and really thinking. There's a lot of things we take for granted. I'm sure that's that's one of the things when you have something like this happen to you, it, it forces you to have to stop and maybe consider things you haven't before. And I know for you, it was certainly not the, the first time you you have done deep thinking and you were already a fantastic inspiration, you know, long before anything like this happened. But do you see that witness in, in people who go through something like this, like these young girls you were talking about? Do you, do you see that this kind of gives a perspective that otherwise maybe there wouldn't have been room for? Oh, no doubt about it. Because what happens is that you really realize that this is not your home. And you realize that God may choose to take you on home. And so it's like you want to finish well. It's like, okay, Lord, I, w- I know that I'm going to stand before you and give account for the life that I lived here on earth. So I want to take every day that you give me and live it to the fullest. Well, the only way you can do that, Mikay, is to soak yourself in God's word, because that's where the power comes from. That's where, when we think about God's word, how it never returns void, the word is powerful. The word is powerful. I don't have to have a message around that scripture. I can just say, consider the scripture, a scripture that will encourage you and, and, and help you make it through the day. Just soaking yourself in God's word, and as you do that, your intimacy with the Lord grows. And you rest in him, if that makes sense. Because when you're going through something like cancer and the treatments that are involved, you don't get a lot of physical rest, all right? But you can choose to get spiritual rest. And that truly is by focusing on him. Focus on on him, recognizing that he is not punishing you. He has allowed this trial actually because he loves you so much. And he has already determined how this trial will be used for my good and for his purposes. So I can rest in that. Why? Because he's a good God, right? Mm. He's a God of love. He's a God of perfection. He's sovereign. He can intervene at any moment and just heal me. I know that. I know that. So that doesn't mean that I say, well, Lord, you got to do it. You got to heal me right now because that may not be his plan. And I want his plan. I want his plan. There might be people that I can impact in my trial that I couldn't impact if he healed me today. So it's, it's being excited about the adventure of suffering that God has placed you on and looking for those opportunities wherever they come from to impact lives for him. And you certainly see that example in the New Testament again and again of 
of this this concept of rejoicing, not just in spite of suffering, but because of suffering, which yes. can seem like kind of a strange concept to us a lot of times, right? Right. Well, you know, you think about Paul and Silas, you know, is in jail and they're singing hymns and they're, you know, there's joy. When you're singing, there's joy. You don't want to sing if you're not joyful, right? But they understood who their Redeemer was. They understood that it didn't matter if they were locked up, if they were chained, that that God had them there in that prison for a purpose. And they accomplished that purpose while they were there. So I've taken that attitude. um, Again, I'm in the hospital quite a bit. Uh, I, I have inpatient treatments. So I'll be in the hospital a week to 10 days, sometimes a month. It just depends on on how they're going. And so I recognize that even though I'm in my little hospital room, I have doctors and nurses who are in and out all day. When I have the energy, I get up and I walk the hall. So I pass by other patients and I have opportunity to just shine his light. I'm not carrying my Bible around and, and beating them over the head with Scripture. No, I'm, I'm just loving on them, asking them their name. How can I pray for you today? Uh, the young lady that delivers my meals at the hospital, I ask her every day, how can I pray for you today? And so now she, she actually comes in and says, well, here's my prayer list for today. <laughs> um, but I love that, BK, because it gives me purpose while I'm there. And I can praise the Lord. My ministry is not over because I have cancer. He's just placed me in a different field to do ministry. Mm. I can only imagine that that wouldn't always come easily in some of those harder moments. Or I'm sure you would have your your ups and downs where it's just your our human flesh. I mean, it, it takes its toll. And sometimes we all know we have days where it's it's just tough to be the person you want to be. <laughs> no doubt um, about it. But how, how did, what did you find is helpful to kind of find your way back to that place, finding your mm-hmm. way back to what you know God has for you in the midst of what you're going through? Yes, th- no doubt about it. Your, your flesh kicks in. There are days when you, I feel so bad that I think I can't, I can't get out of this bed today. I can't, I don't feel like sitting up in the bed. And I start immediately pray, Lord, don't let your light burn out. When someone comes in that door, let your light shine in spite of my pain or in spite of my what I'm experiencing in that moment. And I go to the Psalms. You know, David cried out to the Lord in frustration, and, and it's like, Lord, you know, take me out of this. I go to the Psalms, and I'm comforted by the Psalms, knowing that He sees me in my pain. He sees my tears. He records every one. And uh, He's so gracious, Mikay. Mm. Usually those those moments are just moments. It's not something I linger in. So I'm grateful for that. And as you say that, it reminds me that, of course, um, it would be good to, to mention that I'm sure you guys can imagine that even in the midst of what Carmen has been going through, she, she's been fantastic enough and even helping us with the preparations for the podcast. Even when she hasn't been able to, to come and be on the show, she, she does a lot of the behind the scenes work in, in helping us think these things through. So... Today, in today's episode, we had planned out this series, as you know, that we've been going through leading into Christmas of talking about Christ being our hope, our peace, our love, and our joy. And um, as we get to this, this last piece of this series of talking about joy, it mm-hmm. just felt like such a God thing to have this opportunity to actually get to have you come on and talking about joy in the midst of difficult circumstances uh, and how Christ can be that joy. Yes. Um, and as you help prepare this message for today, for this episode, there was a passage that you had written down. And let me just read this. This is from Psalm 96, verse 11 through 13. 
So David is writing, let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Mm, I love that passage. You know, he is anticipating the coming Messiah and uh, the expectations of what that would mean for their world. You know, we talk about today living in a fallen world, and and there are those who say, you know, it just couldn't get any worse than this. Well, actually, it was much worse than this. It was much <laughs> worse than this. Uh, you look back at, at the times and how children and women were treated, how uh, just just some horrible barbaric mm-hmm. uh, activities that were that were occurring during those days. Right. And we realize that, yes, it could get worse, but they knew that the Messiah meant bringing peace, bringing joy, bringing all of those things that were missing from their lives and from their society. And, you know, as we anticipate the second coming of Christ, uh, certainly as the church, we look forward to that rapture uh, where we will meet Christ in the air and our, our, our bodies will be transformed to glorified bodies. If we have already passed on, we will be raised first with new glorified bodies. Then we will come back with the Lord at the, the second coming to really end this, this really reign of, of terror in the world and So we have so much to look forward to because, most of all, we're going to be in the presence of Jesus. That is the greatest joy. You know, in his presence is the fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures evermore, the psalmist David wrote. And and that is true for us today. But we don't have to wait, Mikay, for him to return or to call us in the rapture to experience that joy. Because when you think about that verse, in his presence— is the fullness of joy. Well, how can I experience his presence? Well, he never leaves us. He never leaves us. If we want to hear from him, he gave us his word. And it is alive. It is relevant to today. And it's like, Lord, you know, so many times people say, well, I don't know where to turn. You know, I mean, do you read it, start in Genesis and read it through? Or it was, certainly there are different things that you can use and, and guides through the Bible. But you know, if you don't know, but you've got a Bible and you just think, you know what, I really need to hear from the Lord, just open it up. Just open it up. You'll be amazed at the passages that are on that page, how they can speak to your life that day. And I'm always in awe of that. But you see, Mika, I'm always in awe of this Jesus that transformed my life. And so I can't get enough of him. And, and that's why to look forward to his coming back is it's with great anticipation and joy. Thanks for sharing that. So what you're saying about kind of having this this joy and, and presence with the, with the Lord here and now, uh, something that stood out to me as we were talking before we started this recording, we were talking about the people of God at the Old Testament as they were anticipating their Messiah. And uh, I was asking you how, how we could talk about that a little bit. And you pointed out something that was so good that was that it wasn't just as a matter of we're going through difficult times. Please come save us, take it up, take mm. us out of here. You know, yeah. and I think so often that I'm guilty of that of feeling just God come and save me out of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. 
but you're saying that's not necessarily the right perspective to have. Well, and, you know, we and we all are guilty of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Our flesh does say, you know, just rescue me. Right. And so sometimes our longing for the Lord is to be rescued. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But our ultimate goal should just be to be in his presence because it these circumstances are growing us. They're refining us. Remember, we are not ready to spend eternity with the Lord. He is, he is preparing us. Uh, we are bound for eternity with Him. But in His goodness, in, in His sanctification process, He is making our lives suitable to live with Him forever. And so how did, how did, what did He go through? He suffered. He suffered more than any of us will ever, ever suffer in this world. And so when we experience just a taste of suffering, we can experience that fellowship of suffering with a Christ, our Lord. And so so we don't want to be taken out of the circumstances. I mean, our flesh does. Our flesh is like in this right now. But but in in the spiritual perspective, in the eternal perspective, it's like, Lord, you keep me here as long as it's necessary for me to to learn from this, to grow from this. Help me to come out of this loving you more, knowing you more, more compelled to share you with others. That should always be our goal in a trial. Not just get me through it, get me out of here, but Lord, use it. Use it to the max. And sometimes my flesh says, because I don't want to learn this lesson again, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go through this one again. Right. Uh, but, but it truly is about that eternal perspective. And he's just preparing us. And he's giving us opportunity, Mikay, to finish well, because we will stand before him one day. And that stands out to me in what you're saying, too, that you know, there's, there's going to be, we're going through different seasons. I know for a lot of people, for them to just turn to Christ in the midst of what they're going through, maybe for the first time, is obviously a huge step, no matter yes. how you're asking or if you're just asking for rescue, as you're putting it. But there's more growth to be found, and there's, yes. there's a learning to walk in that in a deeper way. And sometimes maybe we just kind of see it as all or nothing, or yes. we have to find just the right way. But it's, it's about growth. It's about growing. It is. And that's a very good point, Mikay, because, uh, yes, for those who, you know, don't know Christ as their Savior, they know that maybe they know there's a God, but they've never cried out to Him. But in those moments of suffering, sometimes that's what brings them to their knees. If there's a God out there, then come rescue me. God hears those prayers because he, he uses our circumstances to either draw us to him for the first time, to hear the good news, to believe in Jesus Christ, or he uses our circumstances to grow us in our love and our faith and in our maturity in Christ. So, so it's always, they're always used for good purposes. So yes, if, if a, a new believer or someone who, who's not cried out to the Lord at all, and they're reconsidering because they realize they need Him. Because, you know, when you think about the gospel, we have to recognize we need a Savior, right? And sometimes we don't recognize that we're sinners, but we might recognize we need a Savior, and so it's perhaps in that process of trials that we recognize, wow, I am a sinner. And, and yet God had this beautiful plan for me to be redeemed, to be part of his family for eternity. And so I'm going to trust him not only in this trial, 
but I want to seek him and know him more so that I can live for him while he keeps me on earth. Yeah. I think a lot of times we're, we're quite stubborn in the way we are or how we think. So sometimes us having to deal with, with difficult circumstances forces us to have to stop and think like we talked about earlier. But do you think that that's, is that necessary? Does it have to come to that before we can learn? Or I'm partially sitting here thinking, can't I learn some of this without having, go th- having to go through some of these challenges? Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you think? How can we prepare for this? Yes. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, because we live in a fallen world, that's why the trials are there. Uh, we live in a fallen world. Sickness, uh, financial issues, relationship issues, etc. There's sin in the world, Mikay. And, and because of that, uh, the trials are going to be there. And as actually, as we grow closer to the Lord, they intensify. They intensify. Now, that may not sound encouraging. However, again, if we have the right perspective that it is being used to purify us, to prepare us for eternity, perhaps our, you know, our perspective on, on that suffering can change. But you, you ask, is it all or nothing? Um, certainly, you know, when, we, when you think about it, if you were never sick, you would, you would never go to a doctor, right? You would never need medication. You would never... But because you're sick, you know that there are resources that you go to, and you, and you pray for your illness, and you go and you see the doctor, and you get the medication he describes. Well, it, the, kind of the same in our life. If, we, if everything was rosy, if we were never sick, if we never had a trial, all our finances were great, our kids were perfect, and all these things, would we even seek Jesus? We probably wouldn't, Right. We would feel self-sufficient. We would think, you know what? I can live in this world in my own power, in my own strength, and I can make it just fine. Thank you very much. So God loves us so much. (laughs) He knows we live in a fallen world, and he knows us inside and out, Mikay. He knows what will draw us to him. He knows what will draw us closer to him. If it's a trial, uh, you know what? Sometimes I say I'm just so stubborn <laughs> that he has to uh, uh, keep keep trying some of these some of the same trials over and over again because I, I haven't learned. But he will do whatever it takes to first, most importantly, drawing us to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's his his ultimate goal. But once that takes place, then then he is going to be doing all that he can through his Holy Spirit to transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Mm. That requires suffering because Christ suffered. Like you talked about walking with these two young women who were battling with illness and ultimately went to be with the Lord. You were talking about living with them and really you learning from them as you were walking with them. Now, as, as we're sitting here with you and You've been going through this this trial. What what advice would you give to us, to someone listening to this who maybe someone is dealing with challenges? I'm sure all of us are dealing with some kind of challenges. Yes. Um, and maybe to others who, who haven't yet gone through something of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give? Mm-hmm. Yes, because if, if you're not going through a challenge right now, you will. You will. And so when you know that a challenge is coming in your life, just from a practical standpoint, don't we prepare whether it's a hurricane or financial crisis that we hear is coming and, and we do what we can to prepare. So if we know that there's a trial coming, even though we don't know if it's today or tomorrow or a year from now, then doesn't it make sense, BK, 
that we would begin to prepare now. Well, how in the world do you prepare? How do you prepare? Well, God gave us his word. He gave us his word to begin to build in our in our lives those truths, those promises that we're going to be needing to hang on to when those trials come. The stories of the Bible that are written so that we can learn from what others have experienced. The book of Job, you know, my goodness, you, that's a book that many people don't want to go to because it's just so many ugly things have happened to Job. And yet when you're in the midst of a crisis like a terminal illness or a financial loss, that might be the very book you turn to because you want to find out how did Job do it? How did he hang in there? How did he? So, so it's going back to the word and finding those stories, those promises, those psalms that built up and encouraged the saints of that day and saying, okay, now how can I apply that to my life right now? You know, as I get older, I can't memorize scripture like I used to. And I always blame everything now on, on uh, chemo brain. Uh, <laughs> but there was a time when I, I could memorize well, and I knew the importance of memorizing scripture. I can't tell you how important that is. When I'm going through a lumbar puncture chemo treatment, which is quite painful and uncomfortable and lasts for about a half hour, I can lay there and quote scripture in my mind or sing a hymn. And it's done before I know it. I've rested in God's truth. I've rested in his promise and been encouraged by his word. I was prepared for that, you see. I had, I had prepared for that, not knowing that I was going to need it in that moment. But in that moment, I'm going, oh, wow, I need to, you know, what about this hymn or what about that scripture? And I would just repeat them over and over maybe. So, so preparing now, it's an intentional thing. It's saying, and you know, it's not a, a legalistic, I need to scratch off each day that I read my Bible and I read so many chapters. And no, 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 it's not about that. It's about setting aside a time to be with a lover of your soul who wrote mm. a love letter to you for the purpose of bringing you through these trials to teach you and to grow you. And, and when it's, and it's that idea of, I just want to be with my Lord this morning and see what he has to say. He knows if this afternoon, Mikay, I could crash. <laughs> I could end up back in, in the hospital this afternoon. I don't know. You know, none of us do. So I'm, I'm going to make sure that I have that time with my Lord this morning so that I am prepared. Uh, it might be a scripture I read this morning that I need this afternoon. So it's just preparing mm. his word, his prayer, being with other believers who encourage you, uh, not isolating yourself in a trial. I think of times, you know, you especially I think of financial crisis. I think of relationship crisis. Uh, and yeah, that maybe, can be hard. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't want to be around other people. Yeah. You don't want them asking questions. You Maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe you... Uh, you don't want to go into details, but it's the most important time to be with those who love God and love you, where they allow the Lord to love you through them. It's critical that we not turn away from believers during our times of suffering. They can be the greatest encouragement. And the prayer warriors, oh my goodness, Mika, you feel it when the body of Christ is praying for you. You know it. When a doctor comes in your room and says, 
I can't believe you're not nauseated and vomiting and having all of these side effects that that most people do. I can just praise the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, a lot of people were praying. A lot of people were praying and obviously God heard. Mm -hmm. So the power of prayer in in these situations uh, can't be diminished. And you know we're going to be keeping on praying for you and asking all of you listeners to do the same here. Wow. Uh, we're, we're very much looking forward to having you back here with us all the time and for you to just to be well. Thank and, you uh, so much, Mikay. For, for us to close, it, it just comes to my mind that I, w- I would love, if you're willing, I would love to have you uh, say a prayer for hmm. maybe a listener who's, who's listening to this who might be going through a particularly hard time. Oh, would yes. you would you pray for for that listener? Absolutely. Absolutely. Most gracious heavenly Father, there are so many who are suffering. And to be quite frank, everyone has some little trial in their life, but for them it is it is intense. And they need you. Uh, we can't make it through a trial without you, Father. So Father, I just pray that for the listener who is saying, "Yeah, that's me." whether it's finances or health or relationship, whatever it might be. Father, I pray that they would recognize just how very much you love them, that you will use this trial for their good and for your good purposes. And Father, for those who are listening who are in a trial and they don't know you, that they would recognize that Jesus Christ came to die for them, to cover all of their sin, so that they could be part of the family of God and live with them forever. And by simply believing that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, came and lived a perfect life, died on a cross as our substitute for the penalty of sin, was buried, was raised again on the third day, was seen by hundreds. Father, and he arose, he ascended into heaven, he sits at your right hand, he intercedes for us, and one day he's coming back to take us home. Oh, Father, what a beautiful, beautiful story of redemption. And by believing, you tell us that we can be part of that family. So, Father, for those who don't know you, I pray that they will consider that awesome good news. For those who know you, I pray that they would just be crying, Lord, let me know you more intimately. Help me to understand why you would allow me to go through this trial. What is it you want me to learn, Father? What are the purposes in it? How can you use me in this to influence others for you? Oh, Father, I pray you'll give them comfort. I pray you'll give them peace. Father, I pray that you'll surround them with godly men and women who would encourage them in their faith and always point them back to you because you truly are the answer. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you. Well, I pray that you, our listeners, have been as blessed by this conversation as I have. And uh, we're so looking forward to having you back here, Carmen, next, whenever that will be. Thank you, Mikhail. I look forward to it myself. God bless you. As we close here for today, we would just want to remind you that we so love when you give us your feedback. So if you have questions, comments, anything that you you feel like you want to mention, please write to us at savinggrace at gsot.edu. You can also reach us on our Twitter at savinggracecast. For more information about Grace School of Theology, you can check it out on our website, gsot.edu. You can find more information about classes. If you want to support the school, we would be happy to have you come check it out. We hope that you have a wonderful Christmas season here and uh, have a blessed week. 
You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash saving grace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.